Let's just um, kind of go over that right quick so that everybody will know what it is I'm talking about. So in Agape Baptist Church, we have this great theme. Our great theme is Lord Jesus, fix my focus. Our sub theme is challenged by the truth. Our banner theme is no Jesus, no heaven. That's K-N-O-W, Jesus, K-N-O-W, heaven. If you N-O, if you don't know Jesus, then you don't N-O, know heaven. That's what we've been dealing with. That's what we deal with on a regular here at Agape Baptist Church. Now, the subject matter that we're dealing with, amen, is the power and the victory of faith. The power and the victory of faith. And our scripture, amen, is Romans 12, 1 and 2. And the title for that is Be Transformed. Be Transformed. So now, why is that important? And why am I telling you all that right now? Because while COVID-19 have everybody, a whole lot of people, not knowing what to do and worrying and concerned and all of those things, and it's all good, okay, I can understand that, but a child of God is to be transformed. Why? Because God said he wants us to be transformed. He's going to conform us to the very image of his own son. So our challenge is to be transformed. How? By the power and the victory of faith. What does it lead to? Knowing Jesus, knowing heaven. And he does it by challenging us by the truth. And his truth is found in his word. And the problem is when we get sidetracked, distracted, or disturbed, then we lose our focus. So we always need him to fix our focus. No better time than right now than we should already have our focus fixed on Jesus. But since we have uh, um, suspended that for the moment, because we've been doing sermons that are specific to COVID-19, amen, I wanted to make sure we got this last sermon because I hear they're trying now to open up the counties and open up the states. Uh, they got a, a, a process, a, a slow measured out a process of reopening the states and the counties. Amen. In the country. I'm not a fan of being in haste to do anything. I think we ought to take our time and do things uh, carefully. Amen. Even in my even here in this congregation with my leaders here, I always try to find a way to sneak up on them so I can snatch a hug or something from them or whatever. And they always remind me, Pastor, because I'm a hugger, Pastor, six feet, <laughs> six feet, Pastor. And I'm like, oh, ooh, I can't wait till this thing is over with so I can get my hug again because I'm a hugger. Amen. I want us to understand. While we are in the midst of a modified service, while we are structuring our service to stream live, amen, on Sunday mornings and on Thursdays or Tuesdays or, or whatever we're doing, however we're doing it, I just need all of us to know and remember people distancing is what it should really be called. They just want people to stay apart from one another. But social distancing 
is something we can never get rid of. We should always want to keep in contact, engaging with one another. Some maybe we might not be able to touch you, but I can call you, I can text you, amen, I can FaceTime you, hallelujah. We can still be socially active and communicating and connecting with one another. Amen. Amen. So I want us to think about also that once this is done with, hallelujah, we're going to have to get ready for something else. Why? Because in this life, in this world, we're going to have trouble. Isn't that what God said? We are going to have trouble. We're going to have trials. We're going to have tribulation. There's going to be sorrow. There's going to be misery. There's going to be death. There's going to all these things, sickness, all these things are going to happen to us in this life. It was happening to us before COVID-19 and it's going to happen to us after COVID-19. So the one thing that we don't ever want to forget is what we do here in Agape. Lord Jesus, fix my focus. I am going to be challenged by the truth. I want to know Jesus so I can know heaven. So I need to understand that there's power and victory in faith because faith is what it takes to please God. And I always want to be pleasing to him. And he says, and with that, you can be transformed. So all I'm telling you, Agape, don't you forget what our themes are and what we're living by and what we're getting through here in Agape. But now this special something we got for COVID-19. I'm going to give you this one today. All right, today, um, it's going to be the last one that I'm giving about COVID-19. Then we go back, amen, to what we've been talking about before. Amen. So here it is today. We're still here, and our great God is still on the throne. Amen. Come on, you can say amen. Amen. Praise God. We are still here, and our great God is still on the throne. Hallelujah. Even if you don't know that or you don't agree with that, what does it change? He's still on the throne. He's still in charge. Hallelujah. And guess what? It's absolutely true. Uh, Hold on, Pastor. We don't believe in absolutes. You don't. I do. Hallelujah. It's absolutely true. Now, we've been dealing with COVID-19 for way over a month now. And, And I've made an effort. Amen. To be encouraging to all of you that are in the household of faith and anyone who may not yet know the Lord Jesus Christ as their savior, who might want to be a part of the family of God. So we have been doing our best to try to encourage you through this season of COVID-19. And so with that, we've been answering these questions. Um, what? Um, when? Uh, why, uh, where, all these questions we've been trying to answer to give people some encouragement. Amen. Today, my challenge is going to be a little bit different. Today, we're going to move from the questions of what, when, where, and why, and we're going to move to the question of how. What do you mean, Pastor? How do we trust in God with all of our heart? How do we stop leaning on our own understanding. You remember we said this to you, Agape. Amen. This is our banner theme scripture. Amen. For your families, all of your families. Trust in the Lord with what? All of your heart. 
Huh? Then stop leaning on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall what? Direct your path, right? Trust in the Lord. We got to learn to trust in the Lord. Does COVID-19 cause you to learn how to trust in the Lord? Well, if it don't, it should. It ought to encourage us. It ought to, it, it ought to provoke us to learn how to trust in the Lord. Why? Because the Lord is always there, but COVID-19 won't be. The Lord is always there, but death, however way it's going to come, you don't know, but he knows. He is, he'll be there. Hallelujah. You got to remember this, church. God is not surprised by COVID-19. You hear what I'm saying? He's not sitting up there like this. Oh, my goodness. COVID-19 hit America, China, Europe. He knows everything. And he knows it all perfectly well. As a matter of fact, this is one of my one of my one of my uh, Christian artists, favorite Christian artists that I like. Amen. It's, it's casting crowns. If you don't know who they are, Amen. K Love. They play them every day. A Love. Amen. Casting crowns. And they have this song. It's called Already There. So, Sylvia, you know that song, Already There? It goes like this. From where I'm standing, Lord, it's so hard for me to see where this is going and where you're leading me. I wish I knew how all my fears and all my questions are going to play out in a world I can't control. I know that when I'm lost in the mystery, to you, my future is a memory. Why? Because you're already there. Who? You, Lord, you are already there. You're standing at the end of my life, waiting on the other side, and you're already there. Why? Because he, he can be. He's already there. And it says this. One day I'll stand before you, and I'll look back on the life that I've lived. I can't wait to enjoy the view and see how all the pieces will fit. One day I'll stand before you and I'll look back on the life I've lived. Why? Because you're already there. You, Lord, are already there. When I'm lost in the mystery, to you, my future is but a memory. Why? Because you are already there. You're already there. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you all? Why are you worried about something you can't control? He's already there. He's already been there. He's already seen. He knows the beginning from the end. You hear what I'm saying? So this is what happens. We got our little lifespan that we live in, right? What, how many years has it been now for you? 30, 40, 50, 60 years, 70 years maybe? Whatever it's been, guess what? God's already been to the end. And he's already been at the beginning. And now he says, this is what I want you to do. Since you don't know about tomorrow, and I already took care of yesterday, today I'm going to be with you. Why? Because I'm never going to leave you or forsake you. Just walk with me. Hallelujah. Walk with me. Go with me. I will lead you. I will guide you. I will take you where? To my father's house. Do you want to go? I want to go. 
I don't want to go today, but I want to go. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to go. So I want to make sure he, because he's already knowing what's going to be in front of me for tomorrow. So I don't have to worry about tomorrow. So this is what I want to do, church. Let me tell you this before we get started on the how. Don't borrow tomorrow's sorrow. You hear what I'm saying to you? Let me give it to you one more time, but I don't think I heard it. Don't borrow tomorrow's sorrow. Hallelujah. Live today. Where? In the presence and the power of the living God. Why? Because yesterday is gone. Tomorrow's not promised. This is the day the Lord hath made. What we gonna do? Rejoice and be glad in it. Don't you worry about tomorrow. He's already there. Hallelujah. All right. So I just want to give you that free. Amen. Next time I'm going to charge y'all for that. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. What's that, brother? Oh, you are sick at you. Come on. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Come on. Yeah. To you, my future is a memory. Cause you're already there. You're already there. Yes, yes.
Thank you, Brother Butch. He would pull that up. Hallelujah. Already there. Amen. Uh, if I get you to get some Tony back in here, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Hallelujah. So how, how do we trust in God with all of our heart? How do we stop leaning on our own understanding? This virus has come and changed our way of living. So how do I believe in Christ during this national crisis? How do I help my family? How do I help my friends? How do I help my neighbors when I can't help myself? I'm so glad you asked. Hallelujah. There's, there's, there's a few things that we need to do, and then I'm going to be done. Hallelujah. Are we doing on time? We good? Amen. There's a few things I want to do. I'll give you a few things to look at, and then we'll be done. You need your Bibles now, y'all out there. Amen. In streaming land. You already know when you give a pastor Gordon, you need your Bibles. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'm looking at, first of all, this the first thing we got to do is we got to learn to fear the Lord. Amen. Y'all hey, hey, ain't going to agree? Uh, no, no, it's all right. It don't matter if you don't agree. I still know it's right. You got to learn how to fear the Lord. Amen. The fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. When we're talking about the fear of the Lord, we're talking about here in the Old Testament as a reverential trust. Amen. That we need to have in the Lord. A reverential trust in all of him, including the hatred of sin. That's the word here. We're talking about fearing the Lord. And this is what he says. Deuteronomy 31. Amen. Verse 12 says this. Gather the people together, men and women, children, and thy stranger that is within thy gates, that they may hear and that they may learn and fear the Lord your God and observe to do all the words of the law and that their children, which have not known anything, may hear and learn to fear the Lord your God as long as ye live in the land whether ye go over Jordan to possess it. Right here in the land of America, right here in the land of plenty, right here in the land where God has blessed us so marvelously, it seemed like we forgot where we come from. We got to learn how to fear the Lord. And then parents, it is your responsibility to teach your children how to fear the Lord. Your neighbors around you, hallelujah, teach them how to fear the Lord, your God. What, what are we talking about? Learn how to trust in the true and the living God. First thing we need to do when we deal with the how question is learn to fear the Lord. The second thing we need to do, amen, is we need to learn the word of God. Uh, oh, I know the word. Uh, Pastor, I know the word. Let me take you to, to this wonderful passage in the Bible called Psalm 119. Amen. Psalm 119. This is what Psalm, and I, and I know it, of course, we all know this verse, but I like to read it. Because some people are like, where you get that from? Let me show you where it comes from. Psalm 119. Amen. Verse 11. This is what it says. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. 
Verse 15, I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. Why? Because I will delight myself in thy statutes and I will not forget thy word. All of these designations, whether it's law, testimonies, precepts, statutes, commandments, judgments, words, ordinances, all of them literally talk about one thing, God's word. And every time we hear at a copy talk about God's word, we mean the whole Bible from the front to the back and everything in between. Why? Because all scripture, come on, D, is given by inspiration of God. All of it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God, the children of God might be perfect, complete, thoroughly furnished for all manner of good works, thoroughly equipped. And God's word does that for us. How much of God's word? All of it. How much do you need? All of it. How much do you want? All of it. God's word. Look at verse 33. Teach me, O Lord, thy way or the way of thy statutes. And what? And I shall keep it unto the end. Learn the word of God. Give me understanding, verse 34. And I will, is what it says, I shall keep thy law. Yea, I shall observe it. How? With my whole heart. What do we need to do? Learn the word of God. Oh, how love I thy law. It is my meditation all the day. How sweet are thy words unto my taste. Yea, sweeter than the honey to my mouth. Through thy precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. That was Verse 97, verse 103, verse 104. Look at verse 105. Thy word is a what? A lamp unto my feet. And what else? And a light unto my path. See, you you know, this is what we got to do. We got to learn the word of God. Okay, let me, let me move from there. Third thing we need to do, learn to do well. What? Are you not in stutter? We need to learn to do well, learn to do well. Turn in your Bibles to a little book, a little letter, amen, called Zephaniah. Amen. Zephaniah. Amen. I know y'all don't look at that in your Bible. I do in my Bible. Hallelujah. And my Bible got 66 books in it. Amen. 39 in the old and 27 in the new. And then 39 in the old. Every time I get a chance to look in there, I see God say something I needed to learn and needed to hear. Hallelujah, Lord. And this is what he said in Zephaniah 2, verse 3. He said, Seek ye the Lord, all ye meek of the earth, which have wrought his judgment. Seek righteousness. Seek meekness. It may be Ye shall be hid in the day of the Lord's anger. What do you hear God saying? If you will do what I tell you to do, when I'm telling you to do it and make it a habit, a practice, a continual thing in your life, it just may be when I get ready to strike through the land, I might hide you. You don't hear what I'm trying to say. Sometimes, Sister Josephine, we don't know that because we don't get into the word. And every time you say, well, that's Zephaniah. That Zephaniah wasn't written to me. Amen. 
all of it's not written to you, but all of it is written for you. Hallelujah. Don't forget, if I ever tell you nothing else, all scripture might not be written to you, but all of it is written for you. Amen. Who got Romans 15 verse 4? Anybody got that one? Pull that up for me right quick. Romans 15, verse 4. Romans 15, verse 4. We got to learn to do well. Come on, D. Whatsoever things were written aforetime, come on. They were written for our learning. Come on. That we, who is we, D? All of us. That we, come on, through patience, through patience and comfort, and comfort of, of God's holy word, the scriptures, what? We might have H-O-P-E. What folk need today? We're talking about how do I deal with life today? How do I deal with, how do I help my family? How do I help my neighbors? How do I, how, 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 how? And God says, I tell you how, you learn to fear me, learn my word, learn to do well. Amen. Isaiah 1, verse 17. Isaiah 1, verse 17. Another scripture for this thought. Learn to fear, excuse me, learn to do well. Isaiah 1, verse 17. Now, y'all got to write this down out there in streaming land. Amen. Write these things down if you're not looking it up with us going through the scripture. Amen. Isaiah 1, verse 17. <clears throat> Isaiah 1, verse 17. You have to say amen? Amen. Praise God. All right. Then Isaiah 1, 17. This is what it says. It said, well, wait, wait. Let me, um, let me, let me do this first. Verse 16. Wash you. Wash who? You. Make you clean. Who? You. Make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings. Whose doings? So, so, so you know how we get sometimes, folk. You know how we, not you, some folk. I'm always looking at somebody else's stuff, right? Always pointing the finger at somebody else. And the Lord, there it is, the amen, right? I got one right here. You, you see, but you know, when you point your finger at somebody, right? You got these three fingers pointing right back at you, right? So, so it's like, you better do it, you say three times to you, you better do it. <laughs> Hallelujah. And you got the thumb sitting up here like, did you hear that? <laughs> Hallelujah. Won't you do something for it? He says, wash you, make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes cease to do evil. Then verse 17, learn to do well. How? Seek judgment. That's justice. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Who's helping those that can't help themselves today? God is. And you know who he's doing it with? His own people. And whenever God's people don't have enough courage and enough strength to step up and help those he told to help, you know what he do? He go get somebody else to do it. And then he make you jealous. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, I want to do that. I can do that for them, but why do you? I told you what to do. 
All the time we run around, not you, just some folk I know. But you're talking about, I don't know what to do. I don't know what the Lord wants. He has taught us all kinds of stuff we're supposed to be doing. He still don't know what the Lord wants you to do. I tell you why. First of all, you don't fear the Lord. Secondly, you don't know his word. Third, you don't learn to do well. You got to learn to do well. How do I do that? Get into God's word. Everything I'm talking about, which is in the word. I'm not making this stuff up. I didn't go get somebody else's book that they wrote. And they said, here, do this, do this, do this. That's what some folks do. Not you, just a folk I know. What, what? Here, right here, this is where you learn how to do the things God wants you to do. Fourth thing, learn to maintain. Not only do you learn to do well, you learn to maintain good works. Titus 3. Titus chapter 3. And um, I want to, you know, I got to set this one up. Titus 3. Amen. Because in there, he's doing this um, doxology. Amen. In Titus 3. And he's, and, he's, and he's closing. He's doing these closing remarks. Amen. So I want to set this verse up. Amen. Before I just give it to you outright. So, and, and so he's concluding the letter and he's making these personal remarks and his benediction. And he says this, when I shall send Artemis unto thee or Tychicus, be diligent to come unto Nicopolis, for I have determined there to winter. Now bring Zenos the lawyer and Apollos on their journey diligently that nothing be wanting unto them. And then he says this, and let ours. Who's that? Who's he talking to? All of us, our own people, let ours learn, also learn to maintain good works. Why? For necessary uses. And what's going to be the end of it? That they be not unfruitful. See, sometimes, y'all, we think it's automatic that we're going to have fruit and we're going to be fruitful. We're going to be a blessing. The Lord says you need to learn how to maintain good works. Learn to maintain good works. I, well, what I need to do that for, Lord, so that I can make sure I'm available for the necessary uses. See, like I told you this morning, I had this leak in the building. Hmm? Brother Butch, hallelujah, is a contractor. He's in construction. He's in this ministry. If he was a lazy son, he wouldn't be able to help me. But see, now he learns how to maintain good works for necessary uses. Was it necessary for me to call him this morning? Good glory to God. Yes, it was. And you know what? He got it fixed. And he didn't even go there and do it. Hallelujah. Necessary uses. See, we got to learn how to do things right. Every time I need Brother Joe to do something for me, Brother Joe, I need you to hook me up, man. Take care of my little black, my little gray beauty out there. It's old. It's, it's, it's aging now. It's over 11 years old now. I got over 400,000 miles on it. But every time I get Joe, Brother Joe, to come on by, my family's in to come by and hook it up, Brother Joe. They come talking about, man, did you just get it? No, I just got Brother Joe. To hook my car up. Hallelujah. When I need the church van, hallelujah, it ain't got the name on it yet, but it's been in operation ever since the copy's been in place. I just called up Deacon Hardy. 
Look here, D guy, my little car ain't gonna get my daughter from the airport with all of her stuff. You got a moment, he said, I'll be right over. The church van, get the rolling all the way out to Oakland. Hallelujah, Deacon Hall. Put that little thing on the road, and it just, well, he said, it ain't pretty, but it can roll. Necessary use. You don't hear what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to let you know. We maintain good works so that we may not be unfruitful. Hallelujah. And you know what the Lord said? You got to stay connected to me. I abide in you. You abide in me. And then you can do whatever I want you to. I will make you fruitful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Sister Sylvia, I told you I texted Sister Sylvia last night. My brother, Pastor Ward, said, look here, man. I want to get a hold of the stream. I want to see what y'all are doing today. I want to patch you into the service. I don't know what I'm doing, Sister Josephine. I call, I, te- I text Sister Sylvia. I know she's probably in the bed. I don't know what she's doing. I text her at night. Hey, sunshine, I need you to hook up my brother. This is his number. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. Go to bed at night. She catches me in the morning. Hey, Pastor, got you. I'll take care of it. Thank you, Necessary uses. Maintaining good works. So she will be fruitful. Hallelujah. Mr. Josephine come up in here in the morning. She get us all set up so we can do everything we need to do so we can stream live. Hey, man, she get around on the other side of the camera so her and Brother Joe can do a little praise worship something. Hallelujah. She get back on behind the camera so we can stream this live so we can be a blessing to Agape Baptist Church family. Hallelujah, Lord. Necessary uses, maintaining good works. I told you about Sister Calista. She be trying to keep you away from her. You better get away from me, Pastor. I don't care what you say. COVID-19 is still right. And the governor said, keep your distance. <laughs> you better keep your distance. As soon as it's saying, oh, I'm going to run and grab her, hug her. <laughs> she makes sure we maintain compliance in this house. And if you think you're getting in here on her watch, it ain't happening. And if you think you're going to get all up on each other, it ain't happening either. She's going to make sure, and I'm trying to tell you the things that folk are doing in this house. Deacon Murray, I can deep. Come on, Deacon. You got to get up on side here and be this thing working with me. You go check it out. I ain't home. I need to change it out. You know how to do that stuff. You just go ahead. Hallelujah. Everybody in here, but Martin, I was talking to Brother Martin, said, You better dance, man. Dance like your life depends on it. And he blessed us this morning. Blessed us this morning. See, maintaining good works. He hasn't been here for a month or month and a half. Miss him greatly. He miss us. But as soon as we get a chance to call on him, here he is. What can I do, Pastor? Just do what you do. Hallelujah. He's a blessing. And this means every single one of us. We need you. Bless God for you. See, learning how to maintain good works, learning how to do well, learning God's word, learning to fear God. A couple of more for y'all, and then I'm done. Learn to be content. Philippians, y'all know this one, Philippians 4, verse 11. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am to be content. What are you talking about? Whether it's COVID-19 or not. 
whether I got a job or not, whether my rent is paid, my mortgage is paid or not, whether my insurance is caught up or not, whether the water runs or stops, whether I got food on the table or not, clean clothes to wear or not, in whatever state I find myself in, because I've been trusting God, he teaches me I am learning how to be content when stuff aren't going well in my life. I'm thinking about maybe it's a medical condition, maybe it's a mental condition, maybe it's a psychological condition. Whatever it is, whenever stuff is not going right, and I know I need to make sure that God take care of me because he said, I will take care of you. All you got to do is trust me, cast your cares on me, come lay your burden, come lay your, come on and bring it to me. I will see to it and take care of you. Why? He is my shepherd. And I have learned that I shall not want. And you know what else? He says this. Whatever state you're in, I'm still here with you. You know, I'm going to stay right here. You see that? It wasn't even nothing there. You know how you do when you get ready to trip over something and you be looking down there to see if it's there and it ain't there. It's just you. If I would have fell right here, would y'all be alive? Yes. Yeah, y'all would have laughed. <laughs> Thank you for being honest. See? And if I can't go up the stairs, up and down the stairs right here, right there, I might trip over the stairs on my way back up. But you're on the stairs going down. Whatever said I find myself in, I still learn how to be content. Right? I laugh with you too. I just rub it later. <laughs> learn to be content. It's something you have to learn. It's not something that you get automatic. See, some people are never content. If things aren't going the way they want it to go, if things aren't set just the way it ought to be set, they, they messed up. Oh, no, no, I, no, I'm, I don't care. What, look here, this is the way I know things got to be. For me, in order to function, for me, listen to me today, church. It's not always going to be the way you want it. Someday, and there's a season coming in. If you haven't already had it, it's on the way. If it's on the way, get ready for it. If you're already in the middle of it, hold on. God didn't forget about you. If you just came out of one, thank God. Praise him because another one is coming on the way. You got to learn in whatever state you find yourself in to be content. Why? Your contentment is not in your situations and your circumstances. Your contentment is in the living God. Why? Because he never changes. He is the same when? Yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can learn to trust him. He's already been over there, amen, and your tomorrow, you've already been at the forefront, already out there at your beginning, and he right here with you in the thick of your mess in the middle. He knows he will carry you through. So my contentment is in him. I heard another one of my Christian artists, amen, say the Lord's presence, his presence is my power. His presence is my power, my safety, my hope. Everything I need, he is for me. Hallelujah. So I can learn. He'll teach me how. 
How you gonna teach me, Lord? I'll put you through some things. And you know what? Black folk know how to get through some stuff. Don't we? I was talking to the first lady today. I said, look here. We know how to deal with it when the water don't run. You gonna get a little water out of somewhere, and you put it on the stove, hot water, hallelujah. You gonna warm it up, cold water, hallelujah. Put it in two pans, we got hot and cold right here. Come on. Oh, we know how to do what we need to do. Hallelujah. We know how to deal with it, and then we can get it fixed. Learn to be content, whatever state you find yourself in. Hallelujah. If my shoes didn't fit this morning, I just wear a flip-flop. If the clothes didn't fit right, because they don't, whatever happened to them, I just put on shorts and a tank top. I'm still coming to church. Why? I learned to be content whatever state I find myself. They don't want my money funny. I have no money no more. But Joe, put me up there with a few dollars. Joe, like, I'm See what I'm saying? God, oh, he got you. And sometimes, people, you go do some stuff and you don't tell nobody about it. Sometimes when you tell people about stuff that's going on, they're busy with other stuff going on, too. So they can't get to you as quick as he can. What you take it to the Lord? What kind of relationship do you have when you can't tell the Lord what's going on with you? But you got to wait on man to hook you up. How long have they been waiting on the government, the government to hook them up? Are they sending this checks? Now they're looking for round two and round three. And here we are now in, in where the economy is, is so jacked up that they're trying to figure out, listen to me, y'all, they're trying to figure out how to put now more trillions on the national debt. Why? Because we want you, Americans, to spend the money in the stores and in the businesses that we close that's not open. Go spend your money there so we can get the wheel rolling again, so we can make sure that we can keep our economy going. If the Lord collapsed the whole economy, then what? And now we got this $2 trillion, $4 trillion, $6 trillion national debt, and your dollar is worth nothing. Right? We're going to spend your dollar that. It ain't worth nothing. That paper, you might as well use that. You, you know. That paper ain't no good no more. What we gonna do then? Uh, well, matter to me, I made it through my life, man. Your kids, your grandkids, and your great grandkids. Now they gotta deal with the mess we left behind. Because you're counting on the government instead of counting on God. Yeah. Listen to me, church. Learn to fear God. Learn God's word. Learn to do well. Learn to maintain good works, and then learn to be content. Hallelujah. Two more, and then I'm done. Two more. Learn to be obedient. What? Oh, I'm on, Pastor. Are you messing around now? I'm, touching, I'm stepping on people's toes now. You have to learn how to be obedient. Oh, okay, turn to Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5. Watch this. Chapter 5, verse 5. And this is what it says. This is talking about our great high priest, the Lord Jesus Christ, right? But this is him according to the order of Melchizedek. It puts it like this. So also Christ glorified not himself to be made an high priest, but he that said unto him, thou art my son, today have I begotten thee. As he said also in another place, thou art a priest forever 
after the order of Melchizedek, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared, though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. He is the one God is called or called of God and high priest after the order of Melchizedek. What am I trying to say? If he had to learn obedience as the God man, you need to learn obedience as a man trying to be like God. Learn to be obedient. Learn to be obedience is better than sacrifice. Right? Now we would rather come not choosing for God no. We rather just come and give something. You know, just take this. Don't worry about me being obedient. I'm gonna live the way I wanna live, how I'm gonna live, what I wanna live. You know, you you know you know I'll just do my thing, you do your thing, we cool. But you're not cool. Obedience. If you want the Lord's blessing, you want the Lord's favor, you need to learn how to be obedient. Obedient, obey God. Learn to obey God. And there was a king, wasn't that king over there in uh, Israel? Very first king in Israel. That wretched man, he was the one, what was he? He was the man. Ooh, he had shoulders above everybody else. He good looking. He was the one. Oh, that, that, that is the king right there. You see him right there? I see him right there. He the one. Same thing they said about Trump. He the one. He the one. He in the office right now in the seat. And every time people turn around, they be like, Trump? Hey, I don't know what to do. Yeah, well, you wanted it. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you what Forrest Gump mama say? Stupid is and stupid dies? I'm going to leave that alone. Hallelujah. Learn to be obedient to God. Hallelujah. He is our president, so we got to pray for him. And if you guys ever knew you need to pray, you got to pray now. And he's something else. Ooh, he a piece of work, man. I tell you what. He's our president. We going to pray for him. That's because God said so. We going to be obedient to the Lord. Amen. Just like COVID-19, government mandates that we be 10 or less up in here. And since the Calista say, I don't care what you say, we're going to be in compliance with the government. Why? Because God said, obey the government. I put him in place. And Trump is sitting on the throne, <laughs> sitting on the chair over there in the White House because God put him there. God didn't put him there. God could, you know what? God run everything. Think he don't have nothing to do with Trump being on that chair. They cheated. They can do whatever they want to do. God said he's going to be there. Guess what? He there. And you know what he ought to be causing us to do? Getting on our knees praying more than we ever prayed before in our life. Hallelujah. Why? Because there are some folk that will cause you to pray even though you didn't know you could pray that much. That's Trump. Hallelujah. I said it. I sure did. And you know who else? That wicked one, the enemy of ours, the devil. He will make you pray more than you ever prayed in all of your life. Unless you're serving him. Well, if you're serving him, well, that's a different story. But we children of God over here. Hallelujah. And I know he caused me to pray more than I ever wanted to pray in all of my life. 
I didn't know nothing about praying until I learned how to be a child of God. And once I became a child of God, I knew there was an enemy after me who was powerful and who was great and who was he was greater than me. But I heard God say in his word, greater is he who was in me than he who was in the word. So I've learned in his word what he said about that one day. And every day he comes after me, I still know I got one who can take care of him. So he says, he says, you obey me, resist the devil, and I'll make him flee from you. Well, what'd you find out at, Pastor, in God's word? Why? I learned to fear God. I learned God's word. I learned to do well. I learned to maintain good works. I learned to be content, and I learned to be obedient. And last, last, I learned of Christ. Learn of Christ. Where you get that at, Pastor? Matthew. Matthew 11. All y'all know it. Matthew 11. Amen. <clears throat> Verse 23, 28. Matthew 11, and I'm done after this. Matthew 11, thank you for staying with me just a little bit past one. Amen. Matthew 11. Verse 28. This is what the Lord Jesus said. Now, this, what was going on was he was eulogizing John the Baptist in this chapter. And then, and then he said this. He started denouncing the indifferent in the cities where his word had already gone. Denouncing, that means he started pronouncing woes on them. Woe unto you, woe unto you, woe unto you, woe unto you. And you know what he's saying around the world today? And woe unto you, and woe unto you too. Hallelujah. Why? Because I told you before, you know, the Lord is almighty in his grace. He's also almighty in his judgment. And don't ever think that God's not holy. He is holy. He will judge sin. He will judge evil. He will have the last Say over here in, in verse 28, this is the uh, the new message that the Lord was giving to his disciples. Hallelujah. And this is what he said to he was he started out with a prayer. <clears throat> and then he said this, he said, um, come unto me. All of you that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Anybody need rest today? Anybody need help today? Anybody weary? Anybody heavy laden? Anybody seem like it's just too much for them to bear? It's all on their shoulders and it's all on their back and they can't carry it themselves. He says, come unto me. I will give you rest. He says, verse 29, take my yoke upon you. Yoke, yoke. Okay, so there's, there's oxen, right? And they have these yoke upon the neck of these oxen. This is the thing about him that's beautiful about the yoke. When you take his yoke upon you, you gotta remember you in him. So that means that he's in you, you in him. When the yoke is on you, it's on both of you. He in there with you. You don't hear what I'm saying. I wish I could help you out with that one. So that means that everything you gotta deal with, he dealing with with you. He is right there. 
take my yoke upon you, for I am meek, oh, excuse me, and learn of me. Now, what, guess who going to teach you while you yoked up under there with him? He Lord, I want to sit at your feet. I'm already here. We're here. You know what I'm saying, you? I'm already here. Don't be Mary. Be you. Because you be reading about what Mary did some years ago. Read about what you're doing today. What are you doing? Are you sitting at the Lord's feet? Are you there trying to learn of him? Are you in the word of God every single day? Are you trying to find out what thus saith the Lord every single day for your life? Or are you still trying to figure out what everybody else is doing in their life? Are you still trying to figure out what he did in antiquity for somebody else? Or are you still trying to figure out what he's going to do for you today? Are you trying to sit at his feet today so he can tell you, this is what I want you to do, my son, my daughter. This is what I want you to live like. This is how I want you to be transformed. This is how I want you to be conformed to the very image of myself. I want you to be like me. I'm going to do this work in you. Why? I've already told you. I who have begun this good work, I will complete it. Hallelujah. That means that I cannot fail to do what I started out to do with you in the first place. Hallelujah, Lord. Why? Because it's my work. I'm doing it. What do you need to do? Trust me. Trust me. Learn to fear me. Learn my word. Learn to do well. Learn to maintain good words. Learn to be content. Learn to be obedient. And then learn of me. He says, take my yoke upon you, learn of me. I am meek and lowly in heart, and you will find rest unto your souls. There's a rest now, there's a rest waiting to come. Right now, you need rest now. You need to learn how to rest in him. Rest how, pastor? Rest from your weary worry. Rest from your uncontrollable actions. Rest from you trying to be what you can't be. Rest from you trying to do what you can't do. Rest from you. Rest, rest, rest. What? Stop doing it. Start being who he told you you are already. What am I? I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away. All things have become brand new. Well, I got to make myself a you can't make you you. I got to make you, you. Stop doing it. Start being. Hallelujah. Be what? Be who I called you to be. Be who I am transforming you into. Be who I am conforming you to be. Be my son, my daughter, my servant, my child, my be. Be who I have already created you to be. Hallelujah. The Lord says, I create man in my own image. And the devil came and said, well, I'm going to steal. I'm going to mess him up. I'm going to do a sermon. I got one coming called Identity Theft. It's coming. Just get ready for it. Hallelujah. Identity Theft. It's coming. Hallelujah. But well, I'm going to give it to you right now. We'll give you that you know it's on the way. But listen to me something. Listen, listen. The devil thought he was going to do something by messing us up. And causing us to not really bear the image of the living God. Well, you know what the Lord Jesus said? You thought you done something? Watch this. And he came some years, millennia later, and he said, now I'm going to recreate you brand new. Just like I started to, I'm still doing it. And if you don't come to the Lord Jesus Christ, you don't accept him, 
as your Lord and Savior. You don't believe in him as your only hope for tomorrow, your only hope for your future, your only you're the only one who can rescue you, who can redeem you, who can reconcile you, who can save you, deliver you. The only one who is able to provide for you, amen, what you need so you can be the brand new you you're supposed to be that God already created you to be. If you don't come to him, you can't be what God already created you to be. And you'll never, ever see it. He says, come unto me, all of you that are laboring and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. I'm meek and I'm lowly in heart. You will find rest for your souls. Why? My yoke is easy and my burden is light. All of you that are weary and heavy laden, all of you under a load, a burden, you can't know what to do with it, take your burden to the Lord. Anybody have a little talk with Jesus lately? Anybody know that if you have a little talk with Jesus, he can work it all out and he can fix it for you? Anybody have a talk with Jesus lately? You know, we're talking with everybody else. Anybody talking with Jesus? You need to spend a little time talking to him. Hallelujah. Why? Because when you learn to fear God, when you learn the word of God, when you learn to do well, when you learn to maintain good works, when you learn to be contented, when you learn to be obedient, when you learn of Christ, then you have the answer to all the how questions. And when all the how questions are answered, everybody's what, when, why, and where falls right in there at the same time. And all of your answers come in Christ. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. If you ever wanted to have hope, if you ever wanted to have a tomorrow, you got to find it in Jesus. Amen. Precious Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. We praise you for your word. We thank you. We praise you for your people. We thank you and we praise you for allowing us the opportunity and the privilege today to answer these last questions about what, when, where, and why, and how during this COVID-19 mess that the world is dealing with today. I'm so glad to know that you are still on the throne. I'm so glad to know that you are still in control. And I'm so glad to know that we are soldiers of the cross, that we are children of the living God, and that we are not going to worry, but we're going to pray. Hallelujah. We're not going to borrow sorrow from tomorrow. We're going to pray. We're going to call on you. We're going to wait on you. We're going to need you, want you. And we're going to make sure that every single day you give us, it's a day that we're going to rejoice and be glad. And why? Because you were on the throne. And you are in control. And the song says you are already there. When my life is a mystery to you, it ain't nothing but a memory. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, we bless you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, God's people said hallelujah. Amen. Hello, this is Pastor A.L. Gordon of Agape Baptist Church. We're located in Patterson, California. Really like to thank you so much for tuning in to the Pastor's Corner podcast today. And it's my prayer that the Word of God richly blessed you and your life.